You're listening to the Course Report Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Course Report is the most complete resource for coding boot camps. On our site, we have thousands of reviews, hundreds of interviews, and a full directory of every coding boot camp around the world. On our podcast, we're sharing everything you need to stay up to date on this blossoming industry. Whether you're a bootcamp founder or a future student, we hope you'll learn something on the Course Report Podcast. Welcome, everyone, to the Course Report Coding Bootcamp News Roundup. I'm Liz. And I'm Jess. And we are from the Course Report team. So we spend our days helping students choose the best bootcamp for them. And then each month, we round up all the news published about coding bootcamps, basically everything we talked about in our virtual office. And we share it with you in one easily digestible episode. But Jess, this is arguably my favorite podcast episode of the year because it's the end of December, which means that we get to look back at a very eventful 2022, Mm -hmm. get to highlight all the trends that we noticed in our industry and make some predictions for 2023 about where boot camps are going. Yeah. So Liz, remind everyone of our predictions that we made last year for 2022. Um, We've got to look back and see if any of those actually came true. Okay, well, we're pretty good at predicting. So first, we predicted that regulators in the U.S. would pass legislation around ISAs or income share agreements. Yeah, and I think that was pretty correct. The U.S. Department of Education's Office of Federal Student Aid clarified that ISAs used to finance expenses for post-secondary education are private education loans under ED's regulations. Secondly, we thought that more boot camps would go after traditional accreditation. Yeah, and they definitely did. But accreditation is not a quick process. So just about five schools um, got that recognition here in 2022. Third, we predicted that more cybersecurity boot camps and programs would rise to meet the demands of that job market. Cybersecurity did continue to grow in popularity and demand from students and employers. So did um, Web3 and blockchain. And of course, we knew that online education wasn't going anywhere in 2022. And I think just that remained pretty Mm -hmm. true throughout the year. Yeah. The landscape of coding boot camps, like much of the work in EDU landscape, um, has permanently shifted to remote learning. But we'll recap a few schools that moved back to in-person in this past year as well. But that is not all that happened in 2022, even though it sounds like a lot. Uh, Workforce development partnerships between boot camps and the public sector really boomed. OPMs, um, online program managers, got more oversight and attention in 2022. And programs like Vet Tech and BRAP gained more strength as really effective government-backed stamps of approval on boot camps in the U.S., Yeah, and we'll dive into all of that. Um, But before we look back at the news, what happened at Course Report this year, Liz? Well, first we added 121 schools to our directory. 12 of those were added in December. A good handful of those, I think around 31 or so, were university boot camps. You, our readers, applied for over 450 exclusive scholarships on Course Report, and we matched over 42,000 readers with coding boot camps via our matching tool. That's awesome. We published around 140 new articles on our blog, 13 new podcast episodes, including this one, and a bunch of YouTube videos, and we even hosted four live webinars this year. 
And finally, over 11,000 alumni came to Course Report to leave a review of their bootcamp experience in 2022. Wow. So if you're listening to that, thank you to all of the alumni who shared their review with future bootcampers. We'll also be drawing the winner of our next review sweepstakes soon. We're going to announce that person next week. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's dive into 2022. I mean, it feels like forever ago, but let's start with the highlights from January, starting with one of the biggest acquisitions of the year. So EdTech company Skillsoft acquired Code Academy for $525 million this January with intentions to expand Skillsoft's presence in online training. Ada Developers Academy received a $10 million grant from Melinda French Gates and her investment company Pivotal Ventures. We've definitely seen Ada Developers Academy expanding their reach this year as they've opened new campuses in Washington, D.C. and Atlanta, and they announced that they tripled their staff. The labor market throughout 2022 was a real roller coaster, Um, but in January, we were still in that great resignation period. The U.S. Department of Labor reported that 4.5 million Americans quit their job in November of 2021, and that there was a record high number of job openings as we started January 2022. And in response to that trend in the job market, the Department of Labor announced an $8 million award for apprenticeships in pandemic-stricken sectors. The DOL also rescinded a Trump administration effort allowing employers and other stakeholders to create their own versions of the federal government's registered apprenticeship programs. Mm -hmm. And as Jess said, you know, the labor market in 2022 was a roller coaster at best, but the Mm -hmm. federal government's investment in apprenticeship programs was a consistent stamp of approval on skills-based training throughout the year. It's actually our first trend alert of 2022 which is investment in registered apprenticeships. And amidst all of this career changing, there was plenty of news at the top of the year about public slash private partnerships and workforce development. For example, Cranes announced it was funding a cohort at Grand Circus. Zipcode Wilmington announced that it would receive $4.5 million over three years from the state of Delaware to provide tuition and living stipends to qualifying Delaware residents. And I had the pleasure of speaking with veterans benefits experts, Maggie Molina of Operation Code and Alicia Boddy from Code Platoon to discuss everything today's vets need to know about the GI Bill, vet tech, and a new program in 2022 called VRAP. In February, 2U announced that it was integrating its operations with edX, which it had acquired in June of 2021. Towards the end of 2022, we've definitely seen 2U shift towards the edX brand as the face of its consumer boot camps. And starting in February, we began hearing rumblings about Pell Grants possibly covering short-term training programs like coding boot camps. In February, uh, Pell Grants for short-term retraining programs were included in an amendment to the America Competes Act, which was passed by the House. But then there was a lot of back and forth about how to access these short-term programs for Pell Grant eligibility, and also if the short-term programs could include online programs. So all of this discussion meant that the amendment got tabled. And by the end of 2022, uh, the U.S. House and Senate still have not passed it. 
So as of September of this year, though, Higher Ed Dive was speculating that Pell Grants for short-term programs could be picked up by a new, larger act, or they could be attached to a defense bill or an appropriations bill, which are agreed upon annually. But yeah. so far, that's not been passed. Still hope for the Pell Grants for short-term yeah. programs. Not out yet. Um, amidst a booming job market, we began seeing more news about employers hiring for skills and not just degrees, such as college degrees. Um, there were also more dollars being invested into workforce development programs. In February, Google announced a $100 million fund that bets on scaling up tech training programs like Merit America that have proven effective in lifting low-income workers into middle-class jobs and careers. And then Springboard announced that they were committing $10 million in scholarship funding to their inclusion scholarship program. And we hosted our first live Q&A of 2022 in February and had six recent boot camp graduates tell us how they landed jobs during the COVID-19 pandemic. These alumni all had so many great things to say, great insights on how they made their career changes during a truly unpredictable mm -hmm. time. March news really focused on changes in hiring as the job openings and labor turnover survey from February showed that there were a record 5 million more job openings in the U.S. economy than the number of available workers. And in his State of the Union address, President Biden called on employers to hire for skills, not degrees. Music to our ears. And that would continue to be a trend in 2022. So let's call that trend number two, the demand for skills-based hiring. Governor Larry Hogan of Maryland answered that call by eliminating the four-year degree requirement for thousands of state agency jobs. And we saw a new accrediting body appear on the scene in March. Workforce Talent Education Association, the WTEA, which was driven by founding members like Ascent Funding, New Camp, and Full Stack Academy, with the purpose of using the accreditation model to push for strong career education programs and degrees. Along those lines, Michael Horn's nonprofit Education Quality Outcomes Standards Board, or EQUOS, was acquired by Jobs for the Future this February. And in an interesting recap from Higher Ed Dive, we saw strategic education's revenue grow from, to $1.1 billion in 2021, which was a 10% increase year over year. Uh, strategic Education is the parent company of Strayer and Capella Universities, which owns coding boot camps. Hackride Academy and Dev Mountain. So some interesting March 2020 news about 2021. Mm -hmm. So Liz, we saw a major ruling around income share agreements in March. The U.S. Department of Education's Office of Federal Student Aid clarified that ISAs used to finance expenses, like we said, for post-secondary education are private education loans now under the ED's regulations. And that's our trend number three. We had long predicted that regulation around ISAs was on the horizon, and that actually came to fruition in 2022. Yeah, and soon after that new ruling, we saw a new ISA lawsuit by a former Lambda School student alleging that the school misled her about job placement rates, so she was asking for her ISA to be canceled. Later in 2022, we would also see other ISA lawsuits against 
clever programmer, Flock.j and pre-hired, claiming that schools weren't being transparent about their ISA. So cannot stress enough how important that is to our industry. In June, that ISA lawsuit against pre-hired was covered again, and we learned that it was put forth by Washington State Attorney General Bob Ferguson over pre-hired's job guarantee. The New York Times did a deep dive into how companies were evolving hiring practices by eliminating college requirements. Their deep dive pointed out that nearly two-thirds of the American workforce doesn't have a college degree. So hiring based on a degree requirement means that employers eliminate 76% Black adults and 83% Latino adults. And we also saw two interesting surveys reported in March. An arc.dev survey found that coding bootcamp graduates earn 12% more than college graduates. Love to see that. Wow. And a CyberSeek report found that there were 600,000 cybersecurity jobs that need filling in the U.S., which really explains why cybersecurity bootcamps have been on the rise recently. Before we dive into all the news that came up in May about online program managers, I want to quickly start with the biggest fundraisers in the coding bootcamp space because there were some doozies. Master School raised $100 million in a seed funding round. Latin American Bootcamp Henry landed $10 million in Series A funding, and Web3 Bootcamp Encode Club raised $5 million. In May, we also began to see more investment in the coding bootcamp space in the Middle East and North Africa, or MENA area, with more regional retraining programs. Incredible. So on to the OPMs. The big news in May was that the U.S. Government Accountability Office, the GAO, released a report on OPMs with a recommendation that the U.S. Department of Education have more oversight on colleges' financial relationships with OPMs. This report covered OPMs like 2U, edX, Pearson, Wiley Academy Partnerships, Guild, and Coursera. And with the GAO taking a moderate stance on OPMs, it was kind of understood that there would be more oversight on the revenue sharing agreements between universities and OPMs going forward. And I think that was the beginning of a trend in 2022, but really we'll see how that plays out in 2023. Gallup dove a bit deeper into its Gallup 2U bootcamp graduate study findings and determined that 2U bootcamp grads are four times happier in their tech roles than they were in their pre-bootcamp careers. And to support the skills-based hiring seat change, the White House made a statement in May that urged federal agencies to update their hiring practices and hire workers based on skills experience. In more federal news from May, the U.S. Department of Labor also created a $3.4 million funding opportunity called the Women in Apprenticeship in Non-Traditional Occupations Grant Program. This program has a mission of attracting more women to registered apprenticeship programs in cybersecurity and then manufacturing infrastructure and healthcare. In April, there was that news about recent ISA lawsuits, but in May, we caught a great story about how an income share agreement helped a launch school graduate make a career change into tech. I also want to give a quick shout out that in May, we saw Lambda School rebrand to Bloom Institute of Technology or Bloom Tech for short. And with so much news about the need for cybersecurity professionals, the Wall Street Journal took a closer look at if making a career change into cybersecurity is possible since many of the entry-level jobs require certifications. There was kind of a hefty tone of skepticism mm -hmm. in this article, especially at university boot camps. 
But the Wall Street Journal did point out that many cybersecurity boot camps offer career services and are preparing students for those certifications. That's definitely something that's a little bit different about a cybersecurity boot camp than a than a web development or a um, you know UX design boot camp is that there are these established certifications that they have to teach to. Mm-hmm. Later in July, cybersecurity professional organization ISC2 reported some really positive findings about employers who took on entry-level and junior-level cybersecurity hires. Two cool facts from that report. One, 37% of these employers found that their entry-level hires took just six months or less to be capable in their job. And 42% of these employers said that it took $1,000 or less to upskill their entry-level hires. So very much worth it to invest in those junior-level, entry-level cybersecurity jobs. As we kicked off summer, the biggest fundraise was for Multiverse, an apprenticeship and digital skills training platform that closed a Series D funding round of $220 million. Flatiron School celebrated its 10-year anniversary this June. Since 2012, Flatiron has graduated over 10,000 students. And I mean, the coding bootcamp space has changed so much in the past decade. It's great to see schools like Flatiron kind of evolve with it. Mm. And at this point in 2022, we started seeing some schools offering in-person learning again, um, like BrainStation, which opened its flagship campus in New York City this June. Um, Later in July, Codesmith announced that it would be offering in-person learning in New York City again, too, and that first cohort kicked off in October. There were some really exciting partnerships announced in June. Uh, the Black Professionals in Tech Network announced the launch of Obsidian Academy, a coding bootcamp for Black-identified individuals in Canada. TD Bank Group is a sponsor of that bootcamp and agreed to hire those alumni from cohorts over the next three years. And Coding Dojo partnered with City University of Seattle to offer bootcamp grads a guaranteed admission into the CS programs at the university, which is a really cool partnership. This allowed bootcamp students to be admitted into the master's and CS programs, even without a STEM degree. So So cool. Yeah. Yeah. Super interesting. Tech hiring continued to be top of mind in June. The New York Times spoke with multiple tech recruiters about the continued tech hiring boom. News outlets like Computer World addressed how the tech talent shortage was pushing organizations to hire through that non-traditional approach, such as sourcing from coding boot camps. In honor of Pride Month, we updated our annual roundup of coding bootcamp scholarships for LGBTQ plus folks, which includes full and partial tuition scholarships, as well as automatic tuition discounts. And we hosted another awesome live webinar in June. We spoke with five recent bootcamp alumni who shared what they wish they had known before enrolling at a coding bootcamp. So many great insights from these alumni about their bootcamp experience. And we boil down all that advice to 10 key takeaways. So definitely check it out. By the summer, workforce development and apprenticeships continued to be a mainstay of 2022, especially those that helped marginalized groups get access to tech education. The job newsletter highlighted the successful results of the Missouri Chamber Foundation's industry-driven 
IT apprenticeship, which by July had trained over 1,500 workers thanks to a $6 million federal grant. Later in the summer, Code Fellows announced a partnership with the Washington State Department of Social and Health Services in order to offer free tech training to anyone who is also qualified to receive federal basic food assistance. And in November, Code Fellows partnered with tech talent provider American Apprenticeships Work in order to create a DOL-approved apprenticeship program. We also heard of the Persevere program, which was a new coding boot camp designed to help women incarcerated at a South Carolina correctional facility certify as full stack developers. And we learned of Next Chapter, which works with large companies like JP Morgan and the Coding Bootcamp Hack Reactor to help formerly incarcerated individuals learn tech skills and then land their first tech job. Coding Dojo received $10 million from Eastward Capital Partners, the largest coding bootcamp fundraise in July. And Holburton School announced that it had been acquired by African Leadership Group, ALG. Basically, Holburton's online tech platform became part of ALG's platform, but the physical campuses remained a separate business that continued to be operated by Holburton's COO, Florian Boucher. Over the year, we've seen Holburton School open more campuses worldwide, including in Miami and Mauritius, while pledging to expand its Tulsa, Oklahoma campus. And a bit more criticism was launched at OPMs when the Wall Street Journal article called That Fancy University Course, It Might Actually Come from an Education Company, went live in July. But Phil on EdTech offered a contrasting view, saying that this article boiled down to sensationalism and gotcha journalism, and that to you has really become a target for activists who want to take away the option of tuition revenue sharing as a primary business model, even though there seems to be no allegation that to you is operating outside the norm of the market, even in that WSJ article. So while there was a lot of buzz about how OPMs might evolve, the most tangible news came in August from Zovio, which owned Fullstack Academy, and announced that it was selling the OPM segment of their business to the University of Arizona Global Campus. By November, Zovio had sold Fullstack to Simply Learn for an undisclosed amount, although it was right after Simply Learn had raised $45 million, so some assumption can probably be drawn there. Mm. We continued to see growth in the new Web3 Bootcamp space. Web3 Bootcamp Chainshot was acquired by crypto developer platform Alchemy. In November, New York City-based Web3 company BuildSpace raised $10 million in order to continue building out its training platform. And by the end of 2022, we have added five new Web3 Bootcamps to the course report listings. And so that's our trend alert number four. While full-stack web development continues to maintain the largest market share in the bootcamp world and cybersecurity is still the fastest-growing vertical, Web3 and blockchain bootcamps gained steam in 2022. And finally, we saw a new bipartisan ISA bill introduced in August. Overall, that bill would create a separate regulatory system under consumer protection law that is specifically designed for ISAs and require that ISAs must follow consumer protection laws such as the Fair Credit Reporting Act and the Equal Credit Opportunity Act. If we look at the lawsuits around ISAs that were brought by students, I think that bill probably would have provided safeguards both for the students and for the schools. 
In September, the Biden-Harris administration announced the Apprenticeship Ambassador Initiative, which is a national network of more than 200 employers and industry organizations, labor organizations, educators, workforce intermediaries, and community-based organizations who are all committed to strengthening and diversifying registered apprenticeship. This initiative only strengthened the other apprenticeship and reskilling policies put into place this year. And there were some more developments around ISA regulation in September. The ISA provider Better Future Forward reached a final compliance plan with the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau and updated the disclosures it will make to students who enter ISAs. This plan focuses on ISAs for students who are paying to go to college, but it will probably trickle down to boot camp ISAs in the future. We also learned of two really great programs that I'm going to give some extra love to here. So Fresh Start Women received a $500,000 grant as part of the Women in Apprenticeship and Non-Traditional Occupations grant. That's W-A-N-T-O. They say they will use this grant to help at-risk women train for non-traditional occupations to become self-sufficient. And nonprofit coding bootcamp Reskill Americans, which provides tuition-free online tech training to those underrepresented in tech, um, came back to offer a second cohort this fall. And Jess, let's not forget about the great live Q&A we did with admissions representatives from five different coding bootcamps. Our panelists answered all of our questions about what it takes to actually get admitted into their coding boot camps. And we even made a cheat sheet for our readers to make your admissions process even more seamless. In October, a report from Deloitte looked into what's happening behind the scenes in this new skills-based hiring push that we had seen throughout 2022. The report found that organizations hiring for skills over degrees outperformed their peers, but many of these organizations were still struggling to make some significant changes to ensure workforce agility. And this is because skills-based hiring often requires companies rebuild their job descriptions and positions. Tech Elevator celebrated its seven-year anniversary as a tech training provider this year. It also announced a new campus in Washington, D.C. with the first cohort kicking off this January 2023. I'm not sure we want to call this a trend alert, but you've probably noticed a few schools like Tech Elevator, BrainStation, Codefellows, Codesmith, um, and Learning Fuse with in-person campuses this year. I think, you know, while remote learning is fantastic for diversity and for flexibility in boot camps, there's still a good number of students who want to learn shoulder to shoulder and even have to if they want to use benefits like the GI Bill. So this was kind of a slow trend towards reopening in-person classrooms. I wouldn't say like, you know, boot camps are going back to in-person learning. Remote is still the majority of the modality, but definitely were some new in-person campuses this year. Yeah. We love hearing about new programs aimed at diversifying the tech pipeline. Marcy's Lab School in New York City came onto our radar this October. It's a one-year tuition-free full-time fellowship in software engineering aimed at New York City residents. And in addition to learning technical skills, Marcy teaches a liberal arts curriculum alongside the boot camp. So it makes this program a really interesting alternative to college. And finally, Galvanize announced a new partnership with the U.S. Armed Forces called Operation Level Up, where active duty military can learn how to be software engineers. 
Just a quick note about Galvanize. Over the past year, Galvanize and Hack Reactor have sort of got, undergone a, a new branding. Um, during the pandemic, Galvanize closed most of its co-working spaces, kind of shut down that part of the business, and um, and even closed its co- consumer-facing data science boot camp. But Hack Reactor has become the primary bootcamp brand. They teach that software engineering course, and then they're still doing a lot of that enterprise and, and corporate training and those partnerships with the military as well. So November, which was just last month, even though it already feels like so long ago, um, the U.S. was focused on our midterm elections. So in short, it wasn't the red wave that was forecasted. Um, The Democrats ended up holding on to the Senate and the Republicans won the House, but not by as much as had been um, predicted. But what did these midterm election results mean for our education space? Journalist, writer, and analyst Paul Fain shared his two cents, pointing out that workforce development and job training mostly have bipartisan support, so those trends should continue. Paul suggested that the federal policies to watch out for include short-term Pell Grants, as we've mentioned before, funding for apprenticeships, which we have seen throughout 2022, and an increase to the tax break for recipients of employer education benefits. And in addition to the U.S. political landscape, we also started to see the global economy start to slow in November. And tech was not spared in that. You know, that kind of quote unquote great resignation that we saw at the beginning of the year has now cycled out. Many of those FANG or some people are calling those MANG companies now that Facebook is meta have started to announce layoffs. And if you compare the job market to one year ago when, you know, demand for tech and all these remote was super high, money was very cheap. So companies were hiring a ton. Then, you know, when we look at 2023, the job market is, is going to be tighter. Um, but I just want to emphasize, you know, we'll, we'll talk about this a little bit more in a second, but if your goal is to change careers and to work in tech in 2023, then like this is the time to stay the course. A lot of those companies that we heard news about hiring, you know, conducting layoffs are hiring at the exact same time. So mm-hmm. um, kind of an interesting shift there. And as for fundraises in November, India-based tech provider Masai School raised $10 million, and Detroit-based coding bootcamp Grand Circus was acquired by tech consulting firm Digital Intelligence Systems, which hopes to expand the bootcamp's reach. Well, we've been keeping tabs on coding boot camps that get accredited, and this November, CodeUp joined the ranks. So CodeUp is now officially accredited by the Middle States Commission on Secondary Schools of the Middle States Association of Colleges and Schools. (laughs) Um, And Operation Spark in Louisiana is also applying for initial accreditation with the Commission of the Council on Occupational education. As we mentioned before, accreditation is a slow process, so I'm not surprised to hear that only a few boot camps announced that they had completed that process this year. But I do think that was enough for a trend alert in 2022. So let's call that trend number five, accreditation amongst boot camps. And here we are in December. So Jess, what was the biggest fundraise that we saw in the coding boot camp space this month? 
Forbes reports that the global online tech school Career Foundry raised 5 million euros from Tangleman, IBB Ventures, and Verdane. Career Foundry says they've doubled the number of students every year since the start of the pandemic, so this funding will help them to continue to grow their program. And then we heard a little bit of news of, of layoffs in the coding bootcamp space. According to TechCrunch, BloomTech, formerly Lambda School, laid off half of their staff. And then the Salt Lake City Tribune reported that tech training provider Pluralsight, which has been valued before at $1 billion, laid off 20% of its workforce this month. While many boot camps offer full tuition scholarships, that doesn't ensure someone can afford to enroll if they don't have that financial means to quit their job. Periscolis and the Skill Up Coalition published recent findings that show that learners who receive a stipend while completing their skills training have better outcomes. For example, a $1,000 stipend from Skill Up meant an 18% increase in the graduation rates of Periscolis learners, which translates to a 10% increase in certification and employment. So definitely worth that stipend. HR Dive interviewed Max Stash, a former tech recruiter and now a recent General Assembly graduate, to hear their thoughts on boot campers' chances of landing tech roles. Using his knowledge of the industry's hiring practices, Nash says that it's a mixed bag. Some companies are open to non-traditional candidates, such as bootcamp grads. Other organizations are still focused only on degree-holding applicants. And some companies say that they want to hire non-traditional candidates, but they haven't done enough to actually change their hiring and onboarding processes. In this interview, Max also implores tech recruiters now to lead the charge on sourcing talent from pools like coding boot camps. And as for new schools, Upright Education announced a new partnership with Rutgers University in December, and Holberton School says it will be opening a new campus in Miami in the new year. And December was a busy month for the Course Report school listings. We added 15 new schools to our Course Report directory this December. Um, these are the schools. Pentester Academy, Hexlet, Neotech Academy, TrueTech, Palette Skills, UX Classroom, My Skill, San Jose State University Boot Camps, which is operated by Full Stack Academy, University of Chicago Cybersecurity Boot Camp, and University of Florida Cybersecurity Boot Camp. Both of those are powered by Thrive DX. Northeast Illinois University Boot Camps, Hofstra's Continuing Education Boot Camps, Colorado State University Pueblo Boot Camp. Santa Clara University Boot Camps and Florida Atlantic University Boot Camps. And those are all powered by Workforce Institute. And as we wrap up December and prepare for 2023, Jess and I just wanted to share some of the advice from the panel at our last live Q&A in December, which was specifically about what's on the horizon for tech boot camps in 2023. A very prescient question. A lot of you RSVP'd for that webinar and the most asked question was about layoffs. You know, is this the right time to change careers in tech? Am I going to be able to get a job when I graduate mm -hmm. in 2023? Um, and I thought a good way to kind of leave this podcast would be to uh, share what our experts had to say about that question. So let's start with Lupe Colangelo from General Assembly, who reminds us to focus on what you can control. I think everyone here can can empathize with the fact that it's terrifying to consider maybe different job prospects than you might have had in the past. 
Um, at the same time, we've been through this. I think in 2020, we saw the craziest job market and so much volatility. And, you know, it was devastating to see people that I was coaching personally get, you know, hired and then laid off two weeks later in that, that spring. That was really devastating. And we saw a lot of people's, you know, people really struggle. One of the things that some of the lessons we learned during that time, which we're applying now, is to really focus on what everyone can control, right? What industries are continuing to grow? Because not everything shuts down in a recession, right? Um, there are different ebbs and flows in the industry. So we encourage folks to focus on the industries where they're seeing growth. Then Ryan Butts from Coding Temple weighed in with a message of motivation. Job searching isn't fun in a booming economy. So you just have to keep doing what you're doing and not let any of this, uh, every main company is laying off 40% of their workforce headlines freak you out from starting to do what you love and pursue your dreams. Like that is the whole point of this. You're going to do this to change your career, right? You're going to do this to change your life, to better yourself. So my advice is just to, um, just to go after and not let that be a reason that's going to scare you. Sure, you could see yourself being in a longer job hunting period, but at the same time, you're going to be getting stronger. You're going to be building your relationships. You're going to be building your LinkedIn, your networking, your personal brand, all of those things. Go look at the data on Indeed. Go look at the data on Monster. It's like there are there is demand. A lot of these layoffs are senior high-paying people. It's not like they're restructuring from the ground up. So um Again, there, there's just way more that it's not just black and white. It's not just like, hey, everyone's getting rid of people. Like the economy goes on, things happen, things are still happening. Everyone's just not working anymore. That's just not realistic. So just just stay focused, stay motivated, and stay positive. John Kokos from Code Fellows really put this potential recession into perspective. Well, and it's like, you know, the news. It's the news, right? Ten thousand layoffs at Amazon makes the news, but Amazon laid off 10,000 people from a team or a project that was losing $5 billion a year. Well, duh, they're going to lay those people off and close that project down. The cloud's not getting any smaller. Amazon's also hiring 12,000 cloud developers in the next 18 months, right? So let's not lose you know, the forest to the trees kind of a thing. Also, all the tech jobs aren't at FANG companies. You know, you know, Microsoft, Amazon, Facebook, there's there's a hundred thousand companies that have 20 employees or less that need web developers, Citibank, Amex, all these other companies need people. It isn't just the four that you read about, they get the headlines. And I think I in our local job market here, there's so many jobs at smaller, I, I smaller, T-Mobile, smaller, smaller company compared to Amazon, hiring all the time. Because are cell networks going away? No, they're just growing, right? Are apps going away? No, they're growing. There's tons of jobs out there. It's just that you read about the nightmare scenario. And Colt Steele from Springboard had some great advice about the companies that are actually hiring right now. It's not just these big fan companies or even just big you know, tech startups the, that uh, are where these jobs are. I mean, there's a lot of, in the cultural sort of zeitgeist, I guess, that's what everyone or a lot of people dream of or want, you know, this paid free lunches and, and a huge, yeah, huge office, like in downtown San Francisco or something. But, um, I think what I I've seen with my students, and this is not limited to springboard students, but any of my students, the majority of them are going to tech roles that at companies you might not even think about, you know, American express, AT&T, T-Mobile. Um, I, I wouldn't say the majority of them are going to, ex to those companies specifically, but they're going to companies that are, going to be around for a long time and that have to have engineers. There's no, there's no way around it. And 
the whole reason I think our industry exists is that every industry needs engineers. Um, and that's not going to change anytime soon. And then the other thing I would say is that choosing to change careers is not a one year or six months commitment, right? It's something that you are choosing to do for the long haul. And maybe that might be five or 10 years. Like I've, I've certainly hopped around in what I've done in my life. And I, a lot of people do, but generally you're making an investment in yourself. And if the market is rough for a year or two, for most people will still be able to write it out and find a job anyway. But, but the whole concept is that this is something you're going to do long-term and, you know, if you're making a little bit less for the next year or two, but you end up making $150,000 for the rest of your life or, or more, you know, you, you're on a path that you're trying to, to get on. And it's not, it's not a window that closes after a year. Listen, at the end of the day, if we can make any predictions about 2023, it's that Q1 is going to be a tight labor market, but the companies that are hiring boot campers are still hiring and still growing. So, you know, don't let a tough economy hold you back from achieving your goals. If you want to change careers, this is the time to do it. That was a great recap of December and really nice advice for anyone considering a boot camp in 2023. Yeah. I mean, 2022 was wild. Registered apprenticeships got a boost through the DOL and that Wanto program. It became easier for veterans to use their benefits for coding boot camps through programs like Vet Tech and then the new VRAP program. I think regardless of the strength of the U.S. economy, the directive was always to focus on skills-based hiring. So Mm -hmm. these are like really going through that process now. And accreditation, while it wasn't a fast trend, it was certainly on the rise in 2022. And then finally, regulation around OPMs and ISAs, which we had really been predicting since like 2019, actually took shape in 2022. So Mm. kind of a banger year for boot camps. Yeah. So Liz, what other trends are we expecting to see in 2023? Okay. Well, let me look into my crystal ball, (laughs) which I have in front of me. I mean, I think a a few things. One, as we just covered, you know, the labor market's going to be remain tight in the first half of 2023. It's going to maybe take longer to get a job, but people will continue to retrain, continue to upskill, continue to break into careers in tech and, you know, use this time as an opportunity to learn and grow. We'll also see a few more in-person classrooms, but boot camps are going to work on making the hybrid experience better and higher touch while still remaining flexible. Um, third thing, Web3 and blockchain and coding literacy courses, I think, will be on the rise in 2023, but cybersecurity will keep gaining steam. We won't mm-hmm. see that slow down. With 2022's regulatory environment around ISAs and OPMs, I think we'll see income share agreements become more transparent and fair for students and probably easier to navigate for schools as well with a little bit more guidance. And we may see a decoupling of universities and boot camps, but I think regardless, we'll see a continued focus on skills-based training um, in higher ed. Okay, and then a couple more things. So next, VRAP and Vet Tech will become even easier to use in 2023, and you'll see more boot camps announce workforce development partnerships. So that translates to more money for students to actually go to a boot camp and use towards their tuition. And finally, I think we will finally see whether short-term education programs will be included in Pell. And a few more boot camps will go after accreditation. I don't think it's going to be a ton, 
but a few more. I love those predictions, Liz. Um, And if any of our predictions come true, you're going to hear about them in exactly one year when we're back to wrap up 2023. Yes. Well, thank you for tuning in. And uh, we appreciate you listening all year. Jess, I appreciate you as a wonderful co-host wrapping up all the news about boot camps over the last 12 months. (laughs) Yeah. Liz, thank you for leading the charge, (laughs) looking into that crystal ball. I'm excited about these predictions. Of course. Well, we will, I will see you in 2023 Mm -hmm. and we will, uh, we'll put out our next episode in 2023. So as always, you know, we love feedback, email us at hello at coresupport.com. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please help other future boot campers find it by going to iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you found this podcast, subscribing to the course report podcast and leaving us a review. We will see you next year. See you in the new year. Happy new year, everyone. Yes.